Hello and welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Kevin Valine, joined alongside Logan Plant. How you doing, Logan? Good, Kevin. How you doing? Doing pretty good. We've also got Zach Ross here as well. How you doing, Zach? Hello, hello. How's it going? It's good to be All back. Right, so, I, I don't know. It feels like a long time since we recorded. Well, I can't explain last why. Last week was a little bit weird because yeah. it was all jumbled up. We didn't talk about any news. We had the Final yeah. Fantasy VII Remake spoiler cast. People were here and not here for a lot of things. So yeah. uh, we're back to normal. I was the only one who was gone for half of it. I was gone for the ending bit. I was gone for the, uh, for the spoiler spoilers. Mm-hmm. That's true. I really yeah. like talking about Final Fantasy with you guys. Yeah. It was fun. It was a good time. It but was. now we got to get back to normal stuff, that being news. So first, we'll catch up on some news that hit last week that we didn't have a chance to get to. The first being a new The World Ends With You game. <laughs> Neo, The World Ends With You <laughs> Woo! was revealed last week. It's coming 2021. Now, I have not played these games. So I want to get your guys' opinions as people who have only played the Switch version of the original that came out a couple yep. years back. Uh, what are your thoughts on this announcement of a new The World Ends With You game? Well, I think that loyal listeners to the show will know our thoughts on this game. I just want to say that the title is a bit of a mouthful, Neo, The World Ends With You. It's, I mean, like, shorten it a little. Come on. Um, they only added wor- one word. I know, and it's already <laughs> too long. So, so, it, so if, if it was The World Ends With You 2, that would also still be too yes, long? absolutely. should be The World Ends With 2. Oh. That's the reasonable way to go, but... So they got to fit that into played, the plot somehow. We played The World Ends With You. Me and Logan played it together a long time ago. Years ago. How many years ago? Two years ago. Two... Forever two ago. ago. <laughs> like eight years ago. Blowing Zach's mind over here. <laughs> How long do you think <laughs> I've known you? <laughs> We played that like 10 years ago. Yeah, we were in middle school. (laughs) All right, well, we played it a while ago on the Switch port. It's like shortly after it came out, um, I believe. We bought it on launch day. We bought it on launch day? Mm -hmm. I don't remember anything about this experience. (laughs) Zach. The only thing I took away from it was how much I disliked that game. It wasn't because, because there were aspects of that game that I really enjoyed. The music, the art style really good the gameplay the dialogue the characters i just hated i hated it all it was it played like a ds game on the switch there was a lot of joy con shaking um a lot of unsyncing with the with the cursor like it was all over Mm -hmm. the place hard to figure out um we played through i don't even know like an in-game week and then it was like okay cool the week resets and i'm like I hate it. I'm not, I'm not going through this again. Yeah, so we... I think that it's a very stylish game. I think we liked the art. The The soundtrack is I, awesome. I love the art and the, the soundtrack mm-hmm. I have listened to since hating the game. Yeah, but really what holds <laughs> it back is, is the gameplay, because this was a game designed for DS and then roughly ported over to Switch. And in handheld mode, which we were doing multiplayer, so we didn't do it in handheld mode, you can still use the touchscreen... Um, to kind of circle enemies, to draw different shapes, to do different attacks, point, direct your character, different places. Um, but when it's on the TV, it's motion controls doing all of that, and it just doesn't work. Yeah. And that kind of ruined, I think, the entire experience was just how bad the game controlled. It didn't make you want to do anything. And each person only played with one Joy-Con, which was annoying, and it just oh, it God, just didn't Joy-Con control well. Setup. So this is coming to Switch and PS4. 
next year. This is a game not built for DS. It is built for these consoles, these current consoles. So, I don't know. I think it could probably be a significantly better experience than the World Ends With You port is on Switch. It's a prequel. It's a prequel? Yeah. Since it is being built from the ground up for a new, not a handheld console, um, it, it probably does have a better standing um, in my head. I don't know if I'm going to try it out just because I did have that sour experience with the uh, with mm-hmm. the first one, but I, I can't imagine it's going to be as bad yeah. play-wise. I'm sure it'll retain the same style and same style of music. Hopefully the characters are better, because I hate it. I thought all the characters were annoying in the first one. I did not like any of them. Yeah, I thought so too. I don't know if it's worth it to play it if it's just like, ah, I really like the, the art style and the music, the gameplay, the characters, the story. <laughs> I hated it all. But the soundtrack is worth the price of entry. Just listen to the they soundtrack. Made, uh, would be my recommendation. Made an animated TV show, I'd watch it. They are! They, they announced are, that yeah. too, alongside this game. So, Zach, Animized. you got to watch that now. Well, you said it. I've you now have just to watch it. something that I didn't expect I'd have to say. <laughs> I will... I will be coming with my review on the TV show in the future. Right. Nice. Yeah, better or worse than the Sonic Boom TV show. I've heard that thing's actually pretty good. I have heard it's good. Yeah. I've seen some good clips. <laughs> I've never watched an episode. I probably won't. Well, hopefully hopefully this game controls a lot better now that it is being designed for not a handheld touchscreen console. Watch it be the exact same. Watch uh, it be the exact same control. Like, it was so successful. PS4 owners are just like... <laughs> Uh, you can't do it. You're holding the DualShock by one handle. Like you need a PlayStation Move controller to uh, play a Neo: The World Ends with You. Now, when you're playing in handheld on the PS4, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta use the touch screen on the controller. On the Vita, the PS Vita. Yeah, exactly. Oh God, you gotta rip out a Vita. <laughs> Vita required for this game. I could do it. Dear God. So cautiously optimistic about that. And it's a prequel, so I don't need to... Technically, I don't need to play the first one, right? You don't one, need right? to play the garbage version of the first game. Yeah. I guess not. So, yeah. that would help people. All right, so that's coming out. Other little bit of news from last week before we get into this week's news. Just uh, another delay. The Cuphead DLC is getting delayed to 2021. Logan, I know you're a big fan of Cuphead. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on any thoughts on this news? Uh, it's going to be an interesting competition to see what ends up getting delayed more, Cuphead or Cuphead's DLC. Because Cuphead took forever <laughs> to come out, too. It was delayed they, so that many got, times. That got delayed a number of times, right? Yeah, and I think this is the third delay for this DLC. So it is. it has been a long time coming. This was blamed on difficulties in development caused by the pandemic so it does make sense uh, it's not too surprising because we have seen nothing of this Everything. of this dlc yeah but i'm excited to uh th- this dlc was announced bef- when cuphead was still an xbox exclusive and now it's on switch and playstation 4 and the, and the ah, dlc is ago. still not is out the dlc only coming to xbox it's it is coming to everything and there's going to be a physical oh, edition on switch when it comes out too, and that physical edition is going to have everything on the cart, which is cool. That's cool. Um, so yeah, this is one I'm honestly like not getting too excited about it because it it just keeps getting delayed. So I'll play it whenever it comes out, but yeah, this is disappointing because it, it has been in the works for a long time. Kind of the same thing with Cyberpunk up until now, where it's just like I can't even get excited. I 
I can't get excited about the date because it's just going to keep on getting pushed back. Yeah. So I may as well just forget about it when it comes out. Like, woo! There At least it is. this thing never had an actual date. It was just Windows. So it, it yeah, hasn't been like that. that. But but yeah, Cuphead is a fantastic game. It is so good. So I'm excited to, to just get more of it. Game would destroy me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so so hard. hard. You didn't play it, Zach? I didn't. I thought about it, uh, forgot about it, and then never played it. Well, now you can you can wait for the uh, the version with all the content. I, w- I would love to get the physical edition on Switch. That'd be mm-hmm. that'd be super cool. Yeah. All right, let's get into the actual bits of news from this week. Still not a whole lot this week. Uh, this week was pretty light on the news. Let's start with the Switch. It got a new update. Got backgrounds. And I haven't used them yet because all I've been doing is playing my PS4 <laughs> because Yakuza is on there. Uh, have you guys gotten a chance to uh, to mess around with the new update, including the backgrounds? No, I have oh, not I used the backgrounds. Oh, what? Yeah, none of us have experienced backgrounds. <laughs> all right. So moving we'll, on, we'll we'll uh, we'll come at you with with some thoughts on the backgrounds next week. But it has some other there's some other features I have actually looked at. Uh, it has a way to transfer screenshots directly to smart devices to smartphones. Yeah, Super cool. Oh. And it actually is really it's a big benefit for me and others who consistently write news about games and want to grab screenshots. And before you would have to tweet them, then quickly grab the screens and delete the tweet. So you didn't just tweet these random screenshots. Um, But now you can, it's still a bit cumbersome. The process is really weird. Basically a QR code shows up on your TV screen and you have to scan it with your camera on your phone to link the two devices to transfer the screenshots or the video clips over. So and that's that just, bad. A, that's just a temporary link. That's just yeah. for that. And mm-hmm. then every time you have to do it again. Okay. You have yeah. to do it every photo. Uh, you can do 10, every, every 10 at a time. Batch? Yeah. Oh, okay. You can do 10 photos or one video at a time. And I don't know if you need to rescan the QR code, like every 10 or if it's like it's linked send 10 over, send 10 more. Like as long as you're linked, you can keep sending until you break that link. I'm not sure on that, but it is a little bit weird, but there's also a way to directly plug into your uh, computer through USB now to also pull screenshots and stuff over straight from the console. So that, like that's a, a handy feature. And it's kind of weird that it wasn't a feature before. <laughs> yeah, the, the Switch UI has been so bare bones for the last three <laughs> years and they've just done nothing to it. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, it's- now it's here. Use the hmm. backgrounds. Can you, does does the PS4 or I guess PS5 now as well have a feature for for uh, sending to smartphones? Because because with the share button, USB. it was always just like send it to Twitter, send it to Facebook. I never, I guess I never went too far into it to see if it trans uh, transferred to to smartphones. But I always just kept them on the console because I didn't want to post them to social media. I'm not sure exactly. I'm pretty sure the PlayStation doesn't right now, but I believe the X new Xbox app it connects directly to your ah. console. And so when you take a screenshot, it's just on your phone. It's just in the app on your phone is what I've heard about okay, Xbox. Okay, and then you, then you can download it from there. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But PlayStation, I don't think, has that yet. As far as I know, PlayStation is, you can transfer it to a USB device and get it on your computer. I don't know if you, there's a way to get it onto your smartphone. Because right, you, the... you can transfer photos to an external. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it seems a little bit cumbersome, but... I guess all of these are kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so a new update there. I'm looking forward to to testing out the the backgrounds because it's just been a white background for so long. 
Yo, what what are the backgrounds? Three plus years in, boom. This I honestly like. I missed this part of the update. What are the backgrounds? They just gave you some uh, uh, some background options from a couple of different games. I, I think it was like Legend of Zelda and some other ones. Oh, that is Pretty super sure. awesome. Am I just like fever dreaming that whole Did thing? I could have sworn I saw it on social media when the thing dropped. And I remember that. And I remember seeing something on the smartphone thing. But the backgrounds was more interesting to me. So I forgot about the smartphones. Yeah. I don't know if that's a thing. I honestly am not sure. Hold on, let's pull up. I'm gonna pull up the, uh, all right, the, the all switch. Right. Another thing Maybe it added. I just got got like. Uh, it added a a, a really cool trending thing where you can see like what games right. are trending among your friends, which is pretty neat. Um, like you can see, oh, five friends recently started Age of Calamity. Like you can see what's popular among friends, which is another thing it added. And then it also added that Nintendo Switch. A home screen, a Nintendo Switch Online icon on the bottom row, like next to the eShop and the settings and things like that. So it's kind of useless because you can get to all that stuff through the eShop too. But there is now a Nintendo Switch Online tab down there as well, which lets you like launch into games that you can use it with, see what games it is compatible with, check your subscription and things like that. So those were all the main things that it added. And Man, Kevin, I think I think I just fever dream that. I think I'm you did. Stupid. Yeah, yeah, I was like I fever dream like a delay for the Sonic movie at one point. <laughs> yeah uh, they added new uh icons for mario's 35th anniversary that you can set your profile to hey that's pretty cool can you use them as the background you, can... <laughs> you cannot you. man i'm never gonna, never gonna live that down yeah man. the background hey, I... I man i <laughs> i could have sworn somewhere you know, right. probably what you saw is people being like, please, Nintendo, let this be an option. And then they, they have these custom ones because people are, have been asking for that for years. I don't know why they haven't. Yeah. No, Even just be, any yeah. way to change mm -hmm. that. If we're going to do anything with the system UI, I feel like that'd be the... That'd be the one! Yeah. Uh, okay, well, keep waiting on that. Uh, I'm stupid. <laughs> Sorry to get your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dumb. Hey, but we got it right on episode. We didn't have to come back next week to yeah. uh, to fix it and be like, yeah, yeah Kevin's a moron. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I still am, but but we can update now. Yeah, and, uh, not you don't have to wait a week to confirm that I'm stupid. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on from that. Kratos is in Fortnite. I've never played Fortnite. <laughs> nice, but, but it is a pretty big deal because mm -hmm. we've got Kratos over here as a Sony icon technically going multi-platform mm -hmm. at least in terms of his Fortnite appearance and it's young Kratos it's it's got to count for something right is it young Kratos yeah. is it um I didn't see a beard yeah I don't um, I don't remember if there is a beard or not but I do think this I is pretty cool I do think this is pretty cool just that we've seen crossovers before like Marvel things Star Wars things he does have a beard uh Come on, let's, let's get our facts straight tonight. Uh, he, <laughs> he does have a beard, and there's a exclusive costume, I believe, if you have him on PS5. But, I mean, he is on Switch. He's, he's on Fortnite everywhere, so pretty cool. Their theme of this season is Hunters, so they have the Mandalorian um, from Star Wars. They have yeah, yeah. Kratos. Master Chief um, is, is pretty heavily rumored right now. I'm not sure exactly what's real or what's not. And so cool. what's Master left Chief on the table is Samus, Nintendo's most popular Ooh. hunter. 
Um, so yep. people are, are really thinking that Samus is going to show up as maybe like a Game Awards announcement or something like that for Fortnite, which would just be wild. I personally don't know if I can see Nintendo jumping on board with that. It's possible because Metroid is not that popular of a series. They have Metroid Prime 4 in the works somewhere. There's also been rumors of a new 2D somewhere. Metroid. So it's like, yeah, if you want to give that series a shot in the arm, putting it in the most popular game in the world uh, might be a good start for that. Be a smart play. Or at the Game Awards, you announce that there's Metroid backgrounds for the Switch home screen. You do. Yeah, yes. and Kratos with no beard. <laughs> Kratos no with beard. no beard, only on Switch <laughs> backgrounds. Uh, yeah. So I, I think... picking up Fortnite for this. I am not. Uh, if Samus is in it, I would probably... <laughs> oh, I'd probably try just to play Samus in Fortnite, but I'd probably play like half a match Fortnite and then... just if Samus was in it? Yeah, for like five seconds Samus and then turn it off. Nothing. It's just a costume. I don't care. It's cool. <laughs> All right, fair enough, I guess. Yeah, why not? It doesn't hurt. It's free. But you're not going to play it for Kratos, your other favorite video game character. No. <laughs> I am not. I'll probably play as Kratos. How's, uh, how's God of War going, Logan? Uh, not well. I haven't touched <laughs> it in, in quite some time, and I don't plan to. Two years? Yeah. Two and a half years? Yeah. But is Fortnite the thing that's going to get you back into it? Into God of War? No, no, I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so. All right. Well, we'll see. Jury's still out on that. Mm -hmm. All right. Last bit of news. Uh, This uh, dropped just a little bit before we were recording this and then got pulled back. The trailer for Persona 5. Is it Scramble? Strikers. Strikers. Or is it Strikers now? The Strikers. They changed it to Strikers, the uh, the Musou game for the Persona series. There was some worry that it wasn't going to be coming out in the West because mm-hmm. it was not featured on some like fiscal earnings and things for yeah for Sega and Atlas. But according to this, that got pulled down. The trailer was out February twenty third, twenty twenty one. According to that pulled down trailer, it's probably true. Yeah, but that's only a couple of months away. Yeah, I think this was probably meant to be saved for the Game Awards. I would not be surprised at all. I mean, we're mm. we're in that period where stuff is going to start leaking from that event, and I'm guessing this yep. just got put up too early um, because it totally feels like that's when it would have been shown off. Um, but yeah, it is good. There was a lot of worry this thing wasn't actually going to make it out here. They haven't been talking about it at all. It was pulled from their schedule. Um, so yeah, it's, it's good to see that it is coming out. And... Asia Calamity just sold like crazy. It sold three, it shipped three million units in its first week. So Muso spinoffs can be very successful. And this actually continues the story of Persona 5, right? So this is going to be one that a lot of fans are going to want to play. Force me to play it. <laughs> didn't, uh, story. didn't, didn't Age of Calamity become the best selling Warriors game? Yeah, like I think, game yeah, or the, the fastest three selling, days, yeah. basically. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is, uh, it's pretty insane. I don't think uh, Persona People would do that much, but... a Nintendo game right now. They just yeah. needed a Nintendo game. That's true. It's also very good. But yeah, g- good, to, good to hear something from that, because we haven't heard really anything about it in terms of when it's coming west until now, and hopefully we'll get some actual confirmation on that at the Game Awards. Most likely, mm-hmm. they'll actually confirm a February 23rd release date for that but if that's true it's really only a couple of months away so yeah get excited for that yeah i know who's getting that for their birthday i don't want it <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> i do not want it 
I don't even oh, touch man. Persona Five. I don't. I don't Persona need to play Persona Five the... Strikers. Play that one first. It'll really get you. In there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know? It'll really get you set up for the rest mm-hmm. of the games. Really, it just made me want a Mario Strikers game, man. All right, like, I will get you Mario Strikers for your birthday. I have it. I want a new one. Can you can you will a new one into existence for me? I can try hey, my you best. Don't, you, you don't have a an old Strikers game to buy so that they make. A remake or something? No, I don't. Yeah, I have both got of them. them all already. Yeah. Well, we're out of options. I don't think we're getting yeah. one, but we are getting the, the Phantom Strikers. <laughs> so, it's something. It is. All right, and that is it for news—a light news week, especially with two weeks condensed together. Not a yeah, whole lot seriously. going on there. So, why don't we get into what we've been playing over the last week, Zach? You platinum ghost. We just plowed through that thing. I did. Sorry. Okay. It's but, okay. Uh, I put an extra. I thought it was an accomplishment. Ghost just so I could platinum it. I after beating it, I was I was will I was gonna put it down, but then I felt like I wasn't ready to put it down, so I kept playing it. And then I'd gotten to the point where like I might as well just platinum it at this point. It's not a particularly difficult platinum to get. It just takes a little bit of time. Um, I think the the percentage is around thirteen percent, which is a pretty yeah, pretty it's a high platinum, yeah. platinum trophy. Um, so I, I put in the time, took, I ended up at around 52 hours. I think I beat the game around 32 hours. So the, the end game was a good amount of time. Um, it was mostly farming the question marks on the map, just going Mm -hmm. from point A to point B, just getting all the collectibles and stuff like that. Um, the nice thing about beating the game is that it actually puts on the map. Um, if you, if you liberate all the areas, it puts on the map all of the collectibles so you don't have to like go hunting mm-hmm. a lot of the time it's it's very accessible for collectible hunting which yeah i thought I that was super, really nice too super nice. yeah yeah so it's basically just liberate all of the places in one area and then go mm-hmm. get the collectibles in that yeah. area mm-hmm. and then do all the side quests which was the uh, last yeah. thing i ended up doing was all the side quests um you do have to some of them you have to go and find um by the point I had unlocked all the ones that I had on the map, there was like four left that I hadn't found. I had to look them up online. But the side quests don't take very long. One of the things is that I noticed is that all the side quests are extremely depressing. I was talking to Logan yeah. about this. There's not a happy side quest in the game. At least with The Witcher, there was like, you know, help these monsters out and have a good time. But every side quest in Ghost of Tsushima is like, go find my husband oh you find him he's dead come back tell the wife that he's dead end of side quest yeah that's it yeah wife's like thanks for letting me know man yeah and then they're like why didn't you save him and i'm like i did everything i could yep he was already dead that was upsetting there are there's lines of like there's like almost mainline side quests like there are, are side quests that have story and cut scenes um, but then there's just the tales of Tsushima, which are just random yep. one-offs. Those are not very good. The the other side quests are good nope. that have like a thread through them. But yeah, it is like, please, he's been missing for a week. They took him down there. Okay, follow the footprints, kill all the bandits. Oh shoot, he's dead. All right, time time to ride back. <laughs> time to ride back. There, and it's tell just him. like. He's been gone for a week, and you're just like, he's dead. Yeah. He, <laughs> you just I, I don't know. even have to go. He is dead. Yeah. I'm, not, dead. I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's gone. So, yeah. For those, sure. Those were not the funnest part of the game. 
Um, definitely the story-based side quests and the main quests and all the other stuff. Amazing, absolutely incredible. I think in the end, I absolutely love this game overall. Um, not my game of the year because it was—it's got—it's a hard year to compete with. Um, but I don't regret platinum. It. It's my tenth platinum ever. Nice. So the big one zero. Uh, one of my more earned platinums, I would say, out of all the ones. Unlike all the Telltale games. <laughs> exactly. I don't even know if I should be counting those, but my mm-hmm. my current platinum number is up to ten. Um, so yeah, and honestly, that was all I felt like playing. I'm I'm glad now that I feel I feel I got to the point where I can move on now. I wasn't ready to move on, but now mm-hmm. I am. Um, I think Able I've gotten to the where I'm gonna play a little bit more of that Dragon Quest demo, and then by the time I'm done with that. Um, and I found out that the prize uh, for beating the Dragon Quest demo is kind of lame. So now I'm a little bit oh, about that. Oh, there's a prize? Yeah, so... You just get, like, I an extra, out, like, item? Yeah, so I found out there was, like, a special thing you would get if you beat the demo. And it's just, like, uh, a couple extra skill points. And I'm like, that's kind of oh. lame. But, well, like, this, this seeds, oh, God, the little skill seeds. Uh, uh, so okay. yeah. that's fine. But I want to do that, like an and then I'll probably costume. move on to Cyberpunk by that time. And then All right. Going into the new year, I've got I got big plans for the new year. Did you buy like a dragon? I assume I haven't bought it yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick off the new year with probably like a dragon. I want to play all the 3D Mario's. Somehow get, get you're gonna end up ha- buying that game for like sixty dollars when I keep sending you the links. Be like, hey, thirty five bucks, <laughs> hey, this, dude. This game pick is it up. Five dollars. I'll wait. <laughs> I'll wait. It'll drop, and then it's just like I want to play this. It's sixty dollars. All right. All right. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. feel bad paying sixty dollars for that game. It's a great game, though. Yeah, it's a great game. Yeah, All right, Logan, what have you been up to? What you been doing? I beat two games this last Woo-hoo! week. I, I think you count I, up to. You got a month left. I'm at uh, 45. 45 Oh boy, games. you got five more in you. I, I think so. Four four weeks. I'm okay. only a couple hours from the end of Super Mario Sunshine, so there's another one right there. Okay. Um, and then the path list is only like four hours long and I'm like two hours Whoa. into that. Um, so there's two, two games and I can, yeah. I can squeak out three more. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta have it. I am way, you gotta sit down and really plan this out. You can't be this close and not get it. Okay. Well, if it's like December 29th, donut County is two hours and it's on my switch. Like I, I'm going to get That's there. That's a coward's way out. <laughs> Yeah, I all what you can Cyberpunk, get. Dragon Quest Cyber- Eleven, Yakuza no. Zero, no. all the big boy games. No, so I, I'm definitely gonna get there. Only five more to go. It's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, Sackboy is really, really fantastic. Uh, I I loved it the entire way through. I feel like it's getting overshadowed a bit by Astro's Playroom, just because it's the bundle in with the PlayStation Five. It's a plat. It's a 3D platformer. But Sackboy is so good. It's one of my favorite 3D platformers ever. Um, playing a multiplayer with my girlfriend was super fun. Just how much it consistently introduces new mechanics. Like every level has something unique or uses the previously introduced mechanics in a new way. So all the levels feel really different, but they still flow together nicely. Like it, it's it's not so jumbled that it doesn't feel like a cohesive game, but every level is so different. It, it's so much fun. Like you get... There's like this honey that you can walk on. It makes your feet sticky so you can walk up the walls. And that's in like five or six of the levels spread out throughout the entire game. Um, there's um, like a grappling hook and just a ton of other gadgets that you get throughout that are just super cool and so clever and how they use them. 
the collectibles are just scattered everywhere. Some of them are pretty hard to get, which has made it fun to go back in and, and play levels uh, over again. And what I really appreciate is that after you grab a collectible, you can just back out of the level and it saves. You don't have to go all the way to the end of the level. Like if you miss the first nice. the first collectible, you can just find it and then dip out. So that's making going back through and getting everything really cool. But yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic game. Um, yeah, I, I really, really recommend it. Especially if you have somebody to, to play it with. It's only local right now, but they're going to patch in online co-op soon. Um, and uh, it's on PS4. You can play online when when it adds you'll be able to play online ps4 to ps5 so yeah i definitely recommend this game if you like platformers because it is super good it's really good another really good game that i also finished is hyrule warriors age of calamity it is it is phenomenal i adored it as a huge zelda geek i just i just loved it so much um I think that if you don't love Zelda as much as me, it's still a really great game that you should try out, especially if you played Breath of the Wild. What I said last week about that stance, that it's worth it if you played Breath of the Wild. Um, but, man, there's so much cool Zelda stuff in there. It feels like a Zelda game. I loved the story. The gameplay is awesome. Yeah, I, I adore Age of Calamity. The story didn't go into the crapper at the end? It no did bad. not. It did not go into the crapper. Uh, the story right. is really, really good. Um, yeah, that's that's all I really want to say because there are some twists and turns for sure. Uh, but it is it's really, really good, and I love how it all wraps up. And there are probably four hundred icons on my map of stuff to do. Like it is, there is so much stuff in that game to do. <laughs> I think my sister just a hundred percented it. Um, she she has been wow. playing like crazy. Yeah, she has been playing so much of that game. Um, I think it took, I think it's about 40 hours, uh, to hundred percent it, but yeah, we, we've been talking about it. Um, both my whole family is just huge Zelda fans. And so it's, it's been a lot of fun playing that game and talking about it the last, the last couple of weeks. You guys should nice. play it. I recommend it. Mm, no, <laughs> it's down the list for me. <laughs> yeah. At <laughs> some point, you, you should play it. I, I imagine that I'll one will, will drop in price because actually like this black Friday was Ooh. great for switch games. Like Fire Emblem Three Houses was like twenty five dollars, and that came out. Yeah, it was like twenty six. Came out last year. GameStop, yeah. Game. Yeah, and uh, Fire Emblem Warriors and Hyrule Warriors both dropped in price because. So I, I think that because this game isn't made by Nintendo, it's like how Rabbids always drops in price. Like you can get that game for fifteen bucks. I think in a year you could probably get Age of Calamity for twenty twenty five bucks, and you guys should should pick it up and play it because it's it's a really good in time. Yeah, I'll do it. Speaking of Black Friday, did you guys pick up anything? Yes. I was I was looking around. I ended up not getting anything. Sounds like uh, you, Zach. I saw know. all these great deals. I'm like... I'm no. really <laughs> bad with that. Like, <laughs> I buy way too many things, like, full price, because I don't <laughs> hop on these deals. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Logan, what'd you get? Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no. Kakarot. Fifteen dollars at a Best Buy, so we'll see if I ever play it. But I want to. <laughs> yeah. Mortal, hopefully, it won't be like Wargroove mm -hmm. where you just pick it up and just never, never touch it again. Hopefully, yeah. you get some That's time. Wargroove. How's that going? <laughs> it's it's good. Yeah, I'm, I abandoned it about well. about thirty minutes in. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to say real quick on Age of Calamity, though, there are some post-game characters that you unlock too that have nothing to do with the story and it's just bonkers 
and like they did what I kind of hoped they would do and just have some random ads in there that don't really have to do with the story. And it's, it's super fun. There's a lot, I was telling Kevin this on the show last week. There's a lot more characters than I thought there were going to be. Um, the roster is, is pretty sizable, not as big as the original Hyrule Warriors, but there's a good number of characters in there that all play super differently. The ending missions of the campaign have some phenomenal twist characters you don't expect to join your party, and then they just roll in, and you're playing as them in the next mission, and it's just awesome. Yeah. Did they add that character we were talking about? Um, no. Oh, well, I don't think so. Say. Shut down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's super cool. Yeah, at some point, I hope to to talk about it more in depth when it's it's appropriate to mention more story beats when the game's Warriors not so fresh. But It'd just be one person at this yeah. point. <laughs> hey, it would be. I don't care. Yeah. I have so much it's just Logan, Logan talking to himself. Yeah. For, for a little while. You do it. Yeah. You do it. But yeah, the game took me uh, 21 hours to beat uh, just the main campaign. Okay. I kind of beelined it because I was so into the story that I was I was kind of even going in a little under-leveled at the end. I had some difficulties in the, in the last couple missions because... The last few missions are so long, and they keep bringing these bosses back. It's like you kill them, and then they're like, "They're back! You gotta go beat them again." <laughs> I'm like, "I can't! I can't do it!" Yeah, stop. Yeah, but um, it's pretty generous with checkpoints, though. Uh, in, in the main missions, you don't have to start over a 30 minute mission if you die. You you only have to go back to the last checkpoint, which is really nice. That's good. So, but yeah, <laughs> super cool. If you like Breath of the Wild, if you like Zelda. You've got to play this game because it is—it's so cool, and there's a lot of fan service while still remaining pretty grounded in its story. So, yeah, one of my favorite nice. games of the year. It's—it's it's a top five, top five game of 2020 for me. It's game of the year? Not my game number of the one. Year 2020? No. Better than the Last of Us Part Two? No. Those are some big claims, Logan. It, I did not say that. <laughs> yeah. Zach, the accusations. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I got it. Very we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to our list in a couple of weeks. We'll, we we'll will, yeah. We'll, I, we'll sort I, all that out. I love end-of-the-year shows. They're fun. I know. I'm yeah. very excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've also been playing, been playing uh, Breath of the Wild. No one other. Because oh, of... Went back to it, huh? Yeah, because of Age of Calamity. It just has yeah. thrown me back into that world. But we're going to talk about that game a little later. So I'll, I'll pass it on to you, Kev. All right the ps5 for a little bit i didn't i didn't buy one i don't think it's physically possible for me to uh at this point sorry yeah i wanted to gauge your reaction yeah yeah i i uh i caved no i didn't um but a friend of mine picked one up and i was hanging out with him and he's like oh you want to give it a try i'm like yeah you know i may as well first off that thing is massive oh it my is. god <laughs> Like, it is huge. Did you get the chance like, to hold it? I didn't. I didn't want to. Didn't want to worry it. him. So I just uh, mm-hmm. let it sit. But even just looking at that thing sitting on the ground, I'm like man, this thing is a, maybe even a little too big for its own good. But mm-hmm. uh, it is. It is quite big. It looks good though with with its with its curves and everything. I I think it looks good. But man, I feel like you know it's big, but until you see it in person, it's just like yeah, you don't you don't get that that sense of scale mm-hmm. um as for games that i played i just played astro's playroom because that's in there mm-hmm. and then uh he also had demon souls so i wanted to try that out just for a little bit to uh to see how that game looked first on demon souls because I, I didn't play it too much i'm not a dark souls fan or anything like that mm-hmm. uh game's gorgeous <laughs> as 
as I'm sure everyone is is uh, well aware, that game is absolutely gorgeous. Um, runs like butter. Just I I only played like the opening tutorial just so I could kind of get a feel of how the game looked and everything. Uh, so I don't have too much to say on that, especially since I haven't played the previous games. But I will say that that game is it looks incredible. That that looks next yeah. year for sure. I if it wasn't. If it wasn't so brutally hard and seventy dollars, because I wanted to pick that up because it looks like the showcase for the next gen system. Mm, so yeah, graphically, yeah, yeah it was tough for me yeah. to pass on that one, but it's it wasn't worth seventy to me when I don't think I'd be patient or skilled enough to get through a game like that. Yeah, yeah, be the right kind of person for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, seventy dollars <laughs> is a good hopping in for the Souls yeah. series. No, they win every yeah. other game on PS4 is ten dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, so I played that for a bit. It was a good time for, for what I played. It was easy because <laughs> I just played the tutorial. Mm-hmm. I didn't get obliterated or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for Astro's Playroom, from what I played, I played about probably an hour, hour and a half maybe. Those those triggers, man, the adaptive triggers for like when you get into the little rocket to shoot mm-hmm. yourself around, that is such a cool feeling. Of having yeah. that kind of give with the triggers and having to like hit it past a certain point for it to go, you can feel the rumble in in the triggers and everything like that. Um, the Astros Playroom really shows off what what the Dual Sense can do with the triggers, with the um, uh, with the vibration that it gives you when he's like walking around and doing things. Um, I didn't think it was uh, overbearing or anything like that. I didn't think it was too much. I thought it was the right amount to keep me immersed. Uh, it, it really impressed me. Mm-hmm. And I know that you were talking about that before. And it's another one of those things where I was like, yeah, those adaptive triggers sound cool. And then you use them and you're like, Oh no, these, these really are cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it makes me want to play a shooter and just feel the different guns. Like death, death loop is one that's on talking about right uh, cod. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. Uh, but death loop, <laughs> death loop is one that's talking about using the triggers for every gun in a different way. So, so yeah, yeah, and like, like now, Kevin, you know, like I think one of the things the Deathloop developer said was like your gun can jam, and you physically won't be able to press the trigger down until Ooh. you unjam it. It's like, yeah, you know what that'll feel like now. Like that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm excited to see what other developers can do with with the triggers, with uh, the the vibration that it gives mm-hmm. you in terms of like you know when when Astro's walking around, you can feel the little steps and things like that. I'm excited yeah. to see what developers can do. Uh, with games moving forward using those because i was already immersed with astro's playroom and that's a launch title i'm hoping that they'll be able to unlock some more from that and really make some some cool experiences uh mm-hmm. with other games moving forward um but yeah those those are my thoughts it's it's a good game i didn't it was cool to see the uh the little throwbacks to to playstation those models of like the playstation stuff are really detailed yeah uh <laughs> just spinning a ps2 around and opening the disc tray a lot and stuff um yeah and no loading it was <laughs> it was really nice mm-hmm. coming from uh coming from yakuza like a dragon where i'm sitting through a bunch of loading screens it was nice to just be blasting through and, and not having to worry about that mm-hmm. um it it does push me more to want to pick one up but uh not yet it's not even possible right now but yeah i, I, was I feel i feel pretty lucky because a lot of people are having a lot of problems with their ps5s right now 
like crashing. Oh, like really? I see people saying, oh yeah, my PS5 crashes twice a day, like stuff like that online. I don't experience, I've experienced one crash during Miles Morales and that's it the entire time. The one minor thing that's wrong with my PS5 is the fan makes a little clicking noise every now and then. But I only note it's so quiet that I only notice it like if my volume is off. Like when I was playing Monster Hunter with Zach today, like I was like, oh, is that it? Oh, yeah, that is it. But if my volume's on, I can't hear it. So I feel like I've been pretty lucky with mine because a lot of people have had a lot of serious issues with it. Yeah. Rough you either have a PS5 with that. serious issues or you can't buy one. Yep. <laughs> you get yeah, those no serious issues. It's win win. Win for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then beyond that, more Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yeah, those loading screens. I'm kind of wishing I was playing it like on next-gen consoles. Like I've heard people playing it on Series X, and they're just like, man, I don't have time to read any of these tips. And I'm over here like, I could cycle through like four or five of these bad boys <laughs> and, uh-huh. and, and read the through tips. them. Yeah, yeah, I can read mm-hmm. through all of those. And it is kind of – it is frustrating me a little bit knowing in the back of my mind that the save doesn't transfer over to PS5. That bothers me a little bit. Because I'm, I'm sitting here putting in all this time, I'm 20, 23, 24 hours in, and knowing that it can do that on Xbox, and it just can't, and is not going to be able to on PS5. And if I want to, to go back to that save to do extra stuff, if it's not on PS4, I can't do that. So that kind of bothers me. Just a little yeah. thought in the back of my mind as I've, uh, as I've been playing through. One thing that I forgot to mention uh, last week that has since been patched, which is great, is that now... I can see enemy weaknesses. I thought it was kind of weird. I was looking through when I first when I first started playing it. I was like, "Is there a way to see enemy weaknesses on the spot? Like you can you can go into your like into your library of enemies when you're out of combat and look up their details and everything." Mm-hmm. But I was like, "Is there a way to do this?" Lo and behold, it was a glitch. It was a bug that they <laughs> patched out. It was supposed to um, to let you know if an enemy was weak to an attack by if you selected a- an attack, then it would show above the enemy that you were targeting if they were weak or not. It would say weak or it wouldn't say anything. <laughs> but that just wasn't in the game for like two or three weeks. So people played through that whole game without yeah, having that feature. That's rough. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was kind of weird uh, that that wasn't in there. And now I know why because it was <laughs> just glitched. So that's in there now. That's nice. That helps me a lot in terms of uh, in terms of planning attacks, knowing knowing what things are weak against. Because I was fighting things, I'm like, how am I supposed to know if he resists this or not? Like, am I supposed to just memorize everything? Yeah. But now, now that makes things a little bit easier. That's good. Uh, I'm on chapter six, 23 hours in. I spent the last like four hours of wow. this chapter just doing all the sub stories. They're so good. <laughs> uh, man. Um, in, in true Yakuza fashion, you get to a new chapter, you see all the new sub-stories that are unlocked, and then you just go do them all. Uh, and just ignore the story for a little while and just go do all the side stuff. They're all really good. Every time I go back to a Yakuza game, I appreciate how the sub-stories and side-stories are not just, oh, I need you to get this thing for me. It's more focused on the story than anything. Main yeah. The main focus of the sub-story is the story and then there's some combat elements that are thrown in as well just doing like a random fight uh throughout that story and i really appreciate that it makes them way more interesting and it pushes me to do them more because they are their own little stories and i want to try and experience all of them so it's been fun going through and doing all of these they're they're all great love them uh, um 
I got to the uh, got to the kart racing. Uh, so that's been that's been interesting. It's not it's not Mario Kart. It's not that clean. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty simple. Uh, the drifting is a little bit weird. A uh, little bit weird to get used to. I'm running into walls a lot. Um, but it's it's still fun to go through. You know, just collecting coins during the race to be able to unlock certain things outside of the race. Uh, you got drifts, you've got, uh, you've got some items, just a couple of like attacking items, you know, like a rocket, some bullets and, and things like that. And the, and the thing is if you hit enough like walls or if you get hit with enough attacks, then you spin out and you have to wait for, um, for your health to come back up before you can go again, the coins will refill your health. Uh, it's nothing super crazy. It's not going to blow you away if you're a seasoned, a cart veteran of uh, Mario Kart or a crash uh, with the, with the new cart game that came out recently. But uh, for what's there, it's a good time. And of course it's got its own sub stories and content and uh, a character who's a throwback to some of the older games who's running it. So uh, that's been fun. Cool. Um, yeah. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Now I will say one, one thing that I'm not a fan of uh, are the dungeons. So I've gotten to two dungeons there was one at the very beginning of the game and one at the end of chapter five. And they're just not very interesting. It it's kind of a pace breaker because I was doing these big story beats and then it was like, Oh, you've got to escape this, this dungeon that you're in. I'm like, all right, cool. And then that proceeded to me running around the same corridor, just going up and down stairs for like an hour it, it was not interesting. There were just enemies that were sitting there. I'd fight the enemies, go grab the items that are in the area, go to the next area. But it all looked exactly the same because it's all this underground area. And it it's such a sharp contrast to the rest of the game where I'm like running around and everything's interesting because the, the map of Yokohama is great. And doing the fights around there, there's always something interesting to do. But when you're going through the dungeons, it really is just kind of a kind of a slow crawl to get get out of there and multiple times i was at the stairs i'm like all right this is it i'm i'm done with this area and then i walk up the stairs and it's like no you got a whole nother area to go through man i'm just oh um so that was a little bit disappointing but everything surrounding that all the story beats that were there before and after were great um it's just the dungeon wasn't too terribly interesting at the very least you got to do a really stupid yakuza fight at the end of the, the final boss of that dungeon which was cool but um, the rest of it was kind of a slog, uh, which is disappointing, but man, beyond that, I'm liking the, the, uh, the combat more and more as I'm unlocking more job classes and skills and mixing and matching with different characters to see who, uh, should have a certain job class and what I should go into, uh, certain fights with, uh, with the different weapons that you can unlock for all the different job classes. Uh, that's really opened up combat a lot more in terms of strategizing and how you want to go about it and make sure that that you have all of your bases covered in terms of attack types for all the different jobs. Um, again, the sub stories are great. I love the extra side story content with the main characters, being able to increase your social links with them. There's little bits of farming in there. You can buy seeds and plant stuff so that you can cook things and make bouquets nice. and stuff. So I love that. Love planning, planning stuff. Um, it's great. I really like it. Now I have one tip. Uh, before I finish up here, one tip for people who are uh, early on or haven't played it yet, whenever you get to a taxi that you haven't used yet, even if you don't need to travel somewhere, make sure to use that taxi because the only way that you can travel to that taxi in the map is if you've used it once before. 
so it makes fast travel oh, kind of way now. easier yeah yeah uh and you want to fast travel a lot because there are a lot of of encounters that you kind of want to avoid hmm. so mm-hmm. recommend that whenever you've run across a new taxi uh make sure to uh to hop in there and just travel somewhere because then you'll be able to go back there again yeah it's really good zach you need to you need to get on it i will first game of 2021 is that one maybe once you beat maybe. cyberpunk is that is that once how it's I working beat, i feel like yeah i don't know where miles morales is right now oh yeah thinking that as soon as i beat cyberpunk we'll, we'll see where i'm at but it's probably gonna be yaksa <laughs> you should it's it's really good and yeah. the the hours just melt away when i'm playing that i'll sit down at like five o'clock after work and i look at look at my clock later and it's 10 o'clock it's just like there there goes all the hours just <laughs> are you experiencing all these different little stories like 13-ish chapters do you know uh i haven't looked up the amount of chapters i've heard it does take about 40 hours to beat but it sounds like you're going a little slower than than maybe yeah Yeah. i'm usually i'm usually about 10 hours over what what the time to beat is because i do do all of the or most of the sub stories (laughs) so yeah i'm probably a little bit before the halfway mark um probably chapter six or seven is is the halfway point but yeah it's really good don't know when i'm gonna go finish it cyberpunk is bearing down on me Sakuna's yeah. just sitting on that shelf it's a struggle uh but at the very least uh mm-hmm. like a dragon's a really good time and that's all i've been playing this week logan nice well then let's move on to the o2 segment this week we're going to be talking about breath of the wild and breath of the wild 2 specifically so man age of calamity just launched me deep back into the zelda universe i have just been thinking about it nonstop. it's it's been super awesome and breath of the wild is a zelda game that actually all three of us have finished and we got a sequel coming don't know exactly when uh, no date no window no nothing has really been set about this game but it is coming somewhere down the line so i kind of just wanted to talk about breath of the wild reflect on that game a little bit and then also talk about what we want to see out of breath of the wild 2 it's a long shot for the Game Awards next week, but Breath of the Wild, the original, was revealed at the Game Awards multiple times. Like, its first big gameplay showcase was there. Um, the DLC where he rides the motorcycle was revealed there. And then a trailer a few months before it launched on Switch was also there. So, it, Breath of the Wild's had a presence there. So, you never know. That would be a bombshell if Breath of the Wild 2 show, did show up next week. Yeah, that'd be crazy. We'll know by the time of our next episode. But... I've been revisiting Breath of the Wild a little bit, and I think you guys know I had some I have some mixed feelings on this game as a longtime Zelda fan because I I think that it is groundbreaking in a number of ways, which I think we'll talk about. But as a Zelda fan, I think it falls short in some of the things that I love about that series. That is namely dungeons, music, and story. I think are three weaknesses in breath of the wild because the divine beasts and the shrines i do not like they all have the same aesthetic and it gets old after a while uh the music the ambient music with just like the little piano hues is nice in the overworld but zelda has so many fantastic themes and songs throughout uh, its history and then there's just not that many in breath of the wild and then the story Breath of the Wild, I think, is the best game I've ever played in terms of the player making their own stories. Like, I feel like you remember your own moments within that game that other people don't have. And I don't think any game 
doesn't as well as Breath of the Wild has, but that came at the expense of a real narrative told through the characters and the world itself, just relying mostly on those flashbacks, which were good, but there just wasn't that much of it. So those are the things I would like to see improved in a sequel. Kevin, uh, let's go to you. What do you think of, of all those three things I just mentioned there? Yeah, I think of all of those, story would be would be the biggest thing for me because there, yeah, there there really wasn't a whole lot, and I understand why they did that because mm-hmm. they wanted to make the world as open as possible, and the way that the way to do that is to have those memories where you're not railroaded to make sure that you hit these certain story beats as they want you to hit them, and the memories were able to be played out of order and still make enough sense. Yeah, but I'd like to see them take a stab at making a more cohesive and a deeper story with more going on because as it was with that original and you could skip over the memories too like mm-hmm. there are just certain story beats that you just may not see and that was the bulk of the story um yeah you make your own stories but i i, I feel like i get more attached to the characters that were there if they did more because you had the uh the champions and I, I honestly didn't really care about them too much because they were barely there. They were just like, oh, you know, they died. Here's here's some memories. So I feel like if they can find a better balance with the more open aspect of Breath of the Wild for the sequel, but also be able to add in some more stories so that I can get more attached to some of the characters that either return or are introduced in a sequel, uh, I think that would go a long way for me. Mm-hmm. Zach? Yeah, so a lot of what you guys touched on, um, I think that piecing the memories together, I don't like that. I wish it was a little more linear. I hope it does move in that direction to where we get stories from point A to point B instead of getting it jumbled up and all over the place and making your own kind of... I I just wasn't a huge fan of that, um, especially when some of the memories could get left out if you do happen to miss them. Um, One of the biggest things I disliked about Breath of the Wild was uh, the weapon system. Breakable weapons, didn't like that at all. Um, I thought it made weapons seem very, you know, throwaway. If you ever found a cool weapon, you're like, great, it's going to break in a little bit. It's kind of pointless. Um, so I think that even if they wanted to have, like, a durability, like, bar mm-hmm. that you could see or yeah. able to repair your weapons, I think that would, like, this is going to sound weird, but similar to how Minecraft does it. I, I literally be... was about to say <laughs> Minecraft, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Very sim- I think that would work well if they do want to keep the breakable weapons. I think that would be a good way to do it. Um, I really, I, I want, I like the Sheikah Slate, I do, but I, I really miss traditional Zelda items like a mm-hmm. accessible hook shot stuff, like the, all of the traditional kind of stuff, like yeah. the iron boots, the scepters, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. I think going through the dungeons and finding the big chest and getting these items is a key Zelda moment and, you know, the da 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 getting the, getting mm-hmm. the items. So as much as I like the Sheikah Slate, I think it would do better to feel more like a Zelda game to have those traditional items um, and make them, you know, give you more mobility in an open world, even though you can climb everywhere and you got the hang glider, you know, mm-hmm. still find a way to work in how that would work. Mm-hmm. I like that bombs are unlimited in Breath of the Wild. I really do. I don't like having a bomb pouch, but you know, even if they had to bring back the bomb pouch, I really wouldn't complain. Um, so that's fine. I thought I hated the dungeons. The Divine Beasts yeah. are super bland. Uh, definitely more dungeon variety. Um, branch out a little bit, uh, even if they go back to the tr- tr- traditional forest, water, fire, all that crap. I don't mm-hmm. care. 
just give us a little more variety. Um, and uh, other than that, you know, just it's probably going in the in. I, it looks like it's going in terms of a Majora's Mask darker version of Breath of the Wild, like how <laughs> Majora's Mask was a darker version of Ocarina of Time, which is cool. I think that'll that'll be nice uh, for the story. I think I think it could go in a good direction that way. Um, but those are the things I'm I'm most hoping to see in terms of change. Other than that, I thought Breath of the Wild was a really good um, breath of fresh air, if you will, for the series. But um, it it did have moments where it didn't feel like a Zelda game where it should have. Um, and I think that now now that the game has gotten the criticism that it has gotten and the feedback, I think that they have a better sense of how to how to fix those issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the point of it was to break conventions, right? We knew that for yeah. years before this game came out was it was going to break Zelda conventions, and it did. And I think I said something similar about Yakuza 7 to Kevin last yeah. week and that this is their, this was Nintendo's first attempt at doing something wildly different, and it was very successful. Like We just kind of said all our complaints with it. Breath of the Wild is a phenomenal game. It is. Mm-hmm. It, it does so many amazing things, but... I think the sequel has potential to be the greatest Zelda game ever. If they take everything that was good about Breath of the Wild, the exploration is fantastic. Um, A lot of it is really great. And then infuse some of those things that are missing from older Zelda titles, like the dungeon variety, like a more cohesive story. I think you have a a perfect Zelda game. So I'm really excited to see where Breath of the Wild 2 does go, because I do think they've heard those things. I think they've heard that, people missed good dungeons and the shrines and divine beasts weren't enough. And so I'm just excited to see also how they make it work. If they still want the go anywhere, do anything mentality, how are they going to make classic Zelda dungeons work? I'm curious to see how that will happen because sometimes you need certain items to get around the world. And the way around that in Breath of the Wild was here's every item you need to get through the entire game right now. And the thing you get from the dungeons are powers. And maybe that's the same thing. I'd be fine with that. Just make better dungeons, because the dungeons in Breath of the Wild aren't good. Um, But I do... Going back to it now, I've been playing some Breath of the Wild recently, and since stripping away my expectations, knowing that it doesn't do a lot of things I love about Zelda, I think the open world is just amazing. I think the concept of it's up to you when you feel strong enough to go beat the game that's just that is just such a cool concept that mm-hmm. that I've never seen anywhere else really besides in Minecraft. Breath of the Wild that it's well <laughs> yeah it's not the same whatsoever um, but you can walk into Ganon's castle with three hearts and just be like let's do this and that that idea is just so cool that it really is your journey and how powerful you feel like you need to be how much of the world do you want to experience before you go finish it. I just think that that concept as a whole was incredible when I first played it. And I'm kind of rediscovering that going back to it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't played in a long time. I have, I have a question for you guys. So we're talking about, about the open world. And I think we've mentioned this a number of times, both about Breath of the Wild and about Super Mario Odyssey, because they're similar in a lot of ways in terms of that first time that you play it is something special because mm-hmm. you're discovering all of these things yeah. and it's all new. And that's some of the charm of both of these games. Now from comments that we've heard about the development of this sequel, uh, it sounds like they're going to be reworking the world that was in breath of the wild as part of breath of the wild too. 
what do they need to what changes or what what do they need to do to the world to try and get some of that feeling back because you're not going to get it 100 if it's mm -hmm. if it's a similar world or the same world again with new elements added in you're not going to get the exact same sense of new exploration what would you want them to to change about the world for a sequel to kind of get that sense of exploration back again so um do we care about spoilers for for breath of the wild it's been three years spoiler warning right now okay go for yeah, it cool. <laughs> so since ganon is defeated <laughs> shocker at the end of breath of the wild it it's makes sense story-wise that there's gonna be a livelier open world because the open world is kind of bland in breath of the wild there's a lot of open space where nothing's going on so it makes sense that there's human expansion mm -hmm. hyrule castles getting rebuilt a lot of more people are around that would make sense if they are using parts of like if it's the entirely same map it's gonna be boring unless they add new towns new there's got to be new stuff it's got to be livelier there's more stuff to do because just going around people who love this game have explored the map top to bottom they want to see something new mm -hmm. so either add a mirror world i don't know i played I like <laughs> no thanks fast <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you mean, I thought you meant mirror the world of Breath of the Wild, and I was like, please oh, don't do don't, that. Don't, don't literally mirror it. <laughs> Add, like, another dimension that's darker, and that's what mm -hmm. the game is in. So it's it's like a like a Link to the Past. Spoilers for A Link to the Past. Yeah, I think there's a number of things they can do to freshen it up. Uh, I actually agree with Zach. One of my theories is that there will be expansion. I think there will be more settlements and more towns that we didn't see in the original. That's what the ending of Breath of the Wild is all about. Um, the secret cutscene you get, if you get all the memories, is Zelda and Link basically setting off to rebuild um, together and kind of lead that. So, yeah, I do think there's going to be more villages to visit, which I think would be good. Um, I think there's going to be more new areas than people think. I think that if it was the exact same world as Breath of the Wild, this game would be out. And I think that the only trailer we've seen for this is Zelda and Link exploring some underground catacombs we've never seen before. So is there some huge underground network underneath Hyrule of places we haven't been before? That's what I think it's going to be. I think there's going to be a lot underneath Hyrule. I think that would be super cool if there's just this whole discoverable world underneath the mountains and hills of the Hyrule you explored in the first one. And some of the fun is finding new ways to, to access that. And that can kind of act as its own dark world, right? If there's just this underground where maybe people escaped when the calamity broke out a hundred years ago they like went underground to build settlements down there there's just all this stuff that is new to, completely new to breath of the wild too i think i don't know that's kind of what i'm thinking and then in that trailer hyrule castle lifts up out of the ground what's under there like is that how link and zelda discover that there's all these places underneath the surface like that's kind of my working theory right now is there's going to be more stuff um besides just a reused world hopefully there's a lot of new stuff <laughs> so that they can get that sense of exploration again mm -hmm. uh yeah i definitely like to see a lot more villages uh i know that that was in the the spirit of of the game the fact that the world had been basically destroyed and that there was only a couple of settlements mm -hmm. here and there that survived but i do think the world could be more interesting if there were more villages and more settlements dotting mm -hmm. around with more characters to interact with and visit um yeah. i think that could go a long way and then of course having an entire area underground would be super cool. Mm -hmm. Some sort of catacombs or something like that. And just Not a couple just other ideas to, to freshen up the game. I think um, enemy types are sorely lacking in Breath of mm. the Wild. You have the Moblins and the Bacoblins and the skeleton versions of them. And Choo-Choo's and the Lizalfos. 
Lionels. And then the big bosses, yeah. like the, the Lionels and the Lionels. Stone Taluses and the yeah. whatever the big guys are, Henoxes. But that's about it. Mm-hmm. Like, there are not that many enemies, enemy mm-hmm. types in Breath of the Wild. So, I mean, bring back Dark Nuts. Like, bring back these classic enemies that are just totally missing yeah. um, from, from Breath of the Wild. And again, I think that's a thing of, it just wasn't the focus of the original. The focus was building a world, the Better world that they did battles, build. Man. <laughs> light ganons are not enough yeah the best want, boss battles are the stone taluses and the lionels and yeah. there's the stuff you run into are the best yeah. fights in breath of the wild world. That yeah desert thing mm-hmm. what was that thing like a desert shark the molduga the yeah molduga. yeah that thing was cool um i also want more non-dungeon moments scripted moments like infiltrating the yiga hideout is one of my highlights of breath of the wild i love that part of the game it is so cool it is a huge callback to ocarina of time's stealth section it's just awesome so more things to to run into like that even if they're optional just more i guess quests that you stumble upon because there's the side quests which are and they're kind of hit and miss It's, it's mostly delivery side quests there's some good ones in there Terrytown Co- is an example Koga of a phenomenal side quest. Was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, using the Magnesis to drop the yeah. spiked ball on him. That one is mm-hmm. super cool. But also, yeah. I, I think about Terrytown a lot. I like Terrytown. Yeah. So just just more stuff like that. Um, because I did love exploring that world and I totally got what they were going out for. I've also been dabbling in the original Zelda a little bit this week, and it easily Breath of the Wild feels the most like the original Zelda. Just you're plopped into this world. You can go anywhere. You'll get your butt kicked if you go some ways. You'll be fine <laughs> if you go others. And it really does feel like a big callback to the original. And it's super cool. And I almost feel like I'm gaining more of an appreciation for it now. But the sequel, I there's there's a lot that I want that I think could make it one of my favorite games of all time. If it if it if it adds these things that I'm talking <laughs> about, I it would be just be phenomenal. Something that Breath of the Wild introduced that I liked that might not, it, it doesn't matter if this is in the sequel, but I would mm-hmm. like to see it expanded upon is Link's house. Um, I think if they <laughs> yeah. give us an option of where to put Link's house, maybe some more customizable options, turn it into more of an Animal Crossing type situation, Do... I think that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they don't have to edit, but I think it'd be cool if they did. Yeah, I want to. My language, right there. I want to ask. Exactly. We've been talking about what we would change or add from Breath of the Wild. Uh, Kevin, what do you? What did you like or love about Breath of the Wild that you want to see preserved, moving forward to a sequel? Well, I mean, it's kind of changing it, but again, that sense of exploration that was there. Obviously, they have mm-hmm. to make changes for that, but keeping that intact, um, mm-hmm. I think, uh, is really key because that is one of the magical things about breath of the wild is its sense of exploration and if you're able to get that sense of exploration again um with the sequel i feel like uh it'll be able to uh, to surpass it with the other things that it adds if it can keep that and then improve mm-hmm. on all the other aspects um as for things that i would keep uh the same completely the same um man i have some. there's a uh, Okay, Zach, if you want to go, I'll if you want to think about think it. stuff. Yeah, I, I did. Mull it I over. did uh, pour some hate onto the breakable weapons, but the weapon variety itself, not limiting you to mm. the master sword, I love that a lot. You know, the spears, the great swords, the regular swords, mm-hmm. the, the clubs. Shields. Yeah, I yeah, the clubs, super mm-hmm. cool. I love that it gives you options if you're if you don't want to just use the same sword over and over again. I like that a lot. So if they mm-hmm. just keep that variety of different 
you know, different options of what to use um, while having the either repairable or non-breakable options, that, mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking forward to. I love that in Breath of the Wild. I think one of my answers is just kind of the practicality of everything. Like, it, it some of the stuff, I'm not creative enough to do this, but just the stuff people figure out with the sandbox that Nintendo created. The, like, interacting with the world? Yeah, yeah it's like, crazy oh, if it's, if it's, and just kind of the, the world things, like, oh, if there's lightning out and you have a big metal rod on your back, you're probably going to get struck. Or just all the stuff that just makes perfect sense. Like, it's so cool that if you think of a way to solve a puzzle in a shrine or defeat an enemy, you can, you can probably do it. Like, creating an updraft with a fire choo-choo, jumping into it, uh, sailing up, doing something else. Like, there's so many possibilities with the magnesis and the stasis and the cryonesis and and the things they created that it just works and zelda previously it's like there's one solution to every puzzle is always how zelda has worked but in breath of the wild it's like no there are dozens and dozens of solutions to every puzzle and i can't think of really other games that do it as well as breath of the wild did i think that was one of its strongest points yep uh yeah keep keeping the uh the powers that you get with the Magnesis and the Chronics, I think they work mm-hmm. really well with with the world because you are they they work really well in being able to change the world around you. And I don't I don't think they really need to make any changes to those specifically. Mm-hmm. I mean, depending on how they want you to get them or upgrade them, I guess you could change that. But in terms of the powers themselves, I don't think that's something that needs to be changed mm-hmm. uh, with those if specifically. Do, if they do keep all the powers, I would like to see like a slightly modified or upgraded version of each power just so it's not stale mm-hmm. like just add a little tweak to like different kinds of bombs not like round or square bombs but like i have no examples off the top of my head <laughs> but you get what i'm saying yeah just keep just keep it uh keep it lively i feel like with a with a lot of these things uh it's it's not that i i think that the ideas are bad uh, i think that a lot of a lot of the really good ideas that it has just needs tweaks. Like for example, Zach talking earlier about, about the weapon durability, maybe you don't necessarily have to get rid of that, but give the player more of an idea of where their weapon is at and be Mm -hmm. able to, to upgrade it so that it either takes more hits or you can fix it so that it doesn't, so that you get more uses out of it. Uh, That, that could solve the weapon durability problem, giving you more options in terms of crafting so that you have more uses for all of the items that you're picking up in the world, but not necessarily get rid of the crafting system that's there, just expand upon it. Mm-hmm. And I think that is because that this was a new game that Nintendo was making. And for all of the great ideas that they had, maybe they weren't able to flesh things out as much as they wanted to, because they were mm-hmm. working on all of these other areas. And now they've got a chance with this sequel to take some of those things that are great ideas, but just need to get fleshed out a little bit more mm-hmm. like the crafting, like the weapon durability and improve on those for the sequel. Yeah. Because really the best thing about Breath of the Wild is its sense of exploration. And I also love how you... This is something I think will be a little tough in a sequel because you're so powerful by the end of Breath of the Wild. How are they going to do this? (laughs) But you felt weak and scared at the beginning of Breath of the Wild. Like the first time you encounter a guardian, you can't do anything to it. And it's such a cool feeling for probably the first 10 to 15 hours of that game where you're frightened of the world around you. And that kind of goes away as you get more and more stuff. Um, but I love that first 10 or so hours of the game where you, it's it's kind of unforgiving for a while. And and that's something yeah, I, I hope gonna, they recapture too. 
They're going to have to find a story reason to nerf Link again like they did in Link's Awakening where he just wakes up on an island with nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be interesting to see too. But yeah, I'm super excited to hear more about this sequel at some point. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been having a lot of fun going back and, and rediscovering Breath of the Wild a little bit this week. I'm probably going to stick with it for a bit. I'm... I'm actually playing two files at once. I'm playing my original file on Switch and just gathering some stuff. And then I'm also, I started a new file on the Wii U version oh my uh, for God. the first time. And I've just been running around on that, having a good time. But Noticeably worse? No, hard. not really. Um, it is it is it is noticeable, but it's, it's totally fine. Like, it, it still looks good. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Breath of the Wild too. It's It's been a long time now. Um, since the last 3D Zelda, coming up on four years since Breath of the Wild, which is kind of hard to believe. It's not feel like four years ago yeah. that that thing uh, came out, that the yeah. Switch came out mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, but I, I also really, last thing I want to say is I love, Ghost of Tsushima does this a little bit too. Um, it, it totally, I think, kind of borrowed this idea from Breath of the Wild in that in Assassin's Creed, you climb to the top of a tower and it litters your map with icons. In Breath of the Wild, you climb to the top of a tower, and it's up to you to scout out and go somewhere to see what you want to do and explore. So it's really you you going where you want to go rather than the game telling you where you should go. And I think that's that's something that Breath of the Wild did really well, too. Because open-world games really overwhelm me, where it's like, oh, you, you, you scan at the top of a tower in Assassin's Creed, and it's like, go to all these places. Yep. In Breath of the Wild, it's like you climb to the top, you're like, oh, I see a shrine. I'll mark that myself and go to it. And then along the way, stuff happens, and you get sidetracked. And, and I think that that's where that game really excels, is in those moments where you just get sidetracked by thing after thing after thing. And I think of, of the open-world games I've played, Ghost came close but I think that Breath of the Wild really excelled at that. And just that drive to keep exploring was was really good. And it didn't feel like a checklist, which I think a lot of open world games feel like. You're checking off yeah. boxes when Breath of the Wild really did feel like organic discovery, which was its greatest strength. Yeah. That sense of discovery. Gotta keep it mm-hmm. gotta keep it there for the sequel. Whatever whatever yeah. you can do with the with the new content that you add to to yeah. make it feel new again. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think that's going to do it for us this week on Ode to Games. Kevin, any last words to share? Any last words? Um, my call. Uh, it's out next week. Screw you, Cyberpunk. They're going to shadow drop, drop Breath of the Wild 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. We're supposed to get Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah Zach, destroy Zach, when do you think we're, we're going to see Breath of the Wild 2? I would put my actual prediction at... November 1st, 2021. Okay. Kevin, do you want to make a, a real guess? All right. Um, let's see. I'll go I'll go a little bit earlier. I'll be a little bit more optimistic and give it a early September launch. Oof, that'd be 2021. I think it's going... Zelda game has never not been delayed. They always get delayed. Uh, yeah. so I think it's going to be announced as their big fall game and get pushed to March and come out on around the five year anniversary of Breath of the Wild in March of 2022. Is <laughs> my <Okay>. guess. <laughs> I think it's a long time coming. Hopefully, because they've got Breath of the Wild one there, that that this one mm-hmm. won't need a delay. But yeah, I would love to be now. playing this game a year from now and talking about it for uh, the best games of 2021. That would be phenomenal. But yeah, I'm just in a Zelda mood. Like, next year's the anniversary, 35th anniversary of Zelda. I hope they do some big things. 
Uh, yeah. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild 2. Wind Waker, Twilight Princess. Just bring them over. Just bring them on over. Real quick. Don't yeah. give them a don't give them a, a removal date, please. Yeah, don't do that. Oh God, that's no. weird. Available <laughs> for a week. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right, that is gonna do it for us. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Ode to Games. Find the show on Twitter at Ode to Games. Email us Ode to Gamescast at gmail.com. We also have a website Ode to Games.com. We're on Twitch at Ode to Games. We're everywhere. Ode to Games. On YouTube. We got the video any, podcast. Yep. Up. Any website. Yeah. See so if you probably there. You search us anywhere. Follow You'll be able Facebook to find page. us. Don't do that. Don't. We're not. We're, <laughs> you won't find us there. <laughs> no, we're not on TikTok. We're not on Snapchat. We're not on Facebook. But we are on Twitter right. and Twitch and YouTube, and you can find YouTube, us yeah. there. For Kevin and Zach and Joseph St. Cloud, thanks so oh, much yeah, for listening, good. and we will catch you guys next week.